0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network love this podcast support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. it's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment just hit the link in the show description to support now
1: it's Sam maximum oh it's brilliant taken away by wings let's see Strikes it! Bamford shot. Oh, brilliant! The Pogba! Oh, what a finish! Came out to him! Menace! Picked that one out! What a goal by Harry Kane! Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard! Oh, something finished! The champions of 2021 are Manchester City.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world. A tad predictable, with your host Tariwa Chanakira.
3: It's game week 15, and you know what that means? It's time for another brand new episode of A Tad Predictable. This is episode number 50. I've just been told before coming on, so that's that's pretty cool. We made it to the big five zero. Uh, hopefully. We can make it uh, all the way to one hundred and even more because so half a century, half a century. We're knocking, we're knocking well. Um, I think we've hit a few sixes along the way, stuff like that. You can tell how badly I am when it comes to cricket analogies. Apologize to all those people that do watch cricket and were cringing through that. But guys, it's another week where we've got games throughout the week. You know, three games a week. We got to get through these games um as quickly as possible from my perspective in terms of because there's such a short run up to these games want to get these score line predictions out to you guys have you guys listening get your score predictions in as well remember you can do that at epl index dot com stroke predictions and and you stand to win a prize um two prizes in fact if you top the leaderboard at the end of the season but we'll we'll get into that a bit later on um because it's another short week uh we've done what we did in the last episode where we've got a couple of guests to just send in their scores we'll hear from uh, our, uh we'll hear from a few obviously as as we go through we've got in this episode uh kareem we've got Alex Letizia is back, Um, Jody is back, Obi is back as well, Um, I think it's his first appearance this season actually, so that's pretty cool, Um, and then yeah, executive producer Mr Guy Drinkle is always going to squeeze himself into something like this, so I'm, I'm not surprised he's got some score predictions in there too, but Let's get straight into it. We'll head all the way down south uh, to South Africa with Kalen. Um He's got your score predictions for West Ham versus Chelsea.
4: All right, West Ham, Chelsea, another London derby um yeah West Ham have really hit a bump in the road eh? they've lost two of the last three and they've drawn the third that was last night to Brighton Brighton you know despite Brighton being a good team and stuff but it's putting pressures on the hammer they were doing so well nestled in the top four and everything but there's just a bit of a gap developing now if Arsenal win the game in hand they go two points clear and into fourth I believe Chelsea on the other hand they just keep just keep getting results like a steamroller (laughs) last night was a very hard fought encounter for them with Watford and they looked you know pretty off the pace somewhat but uh but they still took the the three points so yeah both teams sort of off the boil in different ways I, I think though Chelsea would be favorite even if West Ham was still flying because Chelsea have just been so good this season it's hard to look past that defense Uh, They are racking up some injuries. I know uh, Tuchel was complaining about Chalibar getting injuries and they've they've still got one or two out. That's not positive for them given the festive period that's coming. This may be a close affair and my heart may say one thing, but my head says that Chelsea will win it by a goal. And so I'll go Chelsea by one. One goal to nil for Chelsea.
3: Awesome stuff there from Kay and obviously he's backing that Chelsea defense as he's mentioned they've they've looked very solid um as a team this season i suppose as as have all of the 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 front the top three at the moment but if you're looking at Chelsea specifically they 've only conceded six goals this season, uh which is very impressive We're what fourteen games in heading into the fifteenth game, only conceding six goals that that's a very very good foundation if you're going to be Uh, challenging for a league title i mean you know there's that old age saying offense wins games but defense wins championships and if chelsea can continue this then you know they're they're looking really good from my perspective i I do see west ham getting a goal in this one i've I've gone 3-1 um i think it's going to be a really interesting game obviously a london derby but both these teams are used to playing um you know sort of three games in a week uh both being involved in European competitions, you know, respectively. And I, I think that that allows their players to be in the right chronic load, be able to see out these games um, a lot easier. I think that, I think their legs will, will be able to handle this a lot easier. So I'm expecting a, a, a lively game. Um, but as I said, I, I think West Ham get a goal in this one. I think Chelsea have looked solid and they continue to look solid despite... What it's you know what the numbers are saying somehow Chelsea keep finding a way to win games quite comfortably. Um, it you know on on paper they shouldn't be and I'm and I'm speaking statistical and analytical wise on paper they shouldn't be maintaining such a good record as they have but they keep defying the odds. Um, so maybe they are just the outlier this season that leads them to a league title. It certainly will lead them to a victory in this game according to my predictions because I've gone. to Chelsea uh, and and we'll see how that game goes on we move on to and you know the next game with a must-win game for Newcastle they'll be entertaining Burnley now obviously Newcastle against Norwich was a big game in midweek and Newcastle going down to 10 men early on initially heading into that game I think they were obviously thinking this is a must-win game uh, and then when you go down to 10 men within the first nine minutes, they're probably still thinking we we do need a win here. But I think they would have been happy to take the draw. Obviously disappointed to have taken the lead and then concede late, later in the game. But um, this game, surely for Newcastle, they have no option but to try and win this one. Uh, unfortunately for them they're coming up against the Burnley side who haven't had to play the three games this week obviously with their Spurs game being postponed and I think that might just edge it for me in terms of you know these these teams Um, I think Newcastle could be interesting driving at the Burnley defenders on the counter but Burnley's physicality I think would be what trumps everything out i think they're going to be able to stop a lot of newcastle moves at the source um willing to take yellow cards and and files higher up the pitch just to break things down and and get their shape and get everyone back in time i'm going with a 1-0 burnley win but let's hear what mr guy drinkle has to say with regards to this game i
1: mean before i get on my game today why do you keep giving me the awful games Because we've done Tad Unpredictables twice now. And this week, you've given me Newcastle v Burnley and Leeds v Brentford. So you clearly don't value my opinion on the big games, even though I don't know if there is any big games this weekend. But here we go. I'll do Newcastle Burnley first.
3: Hang on, hang on. Before you you go into that, Mr. Drinkle, look, it just happened that you got drawn that game, okay? Don't blame me. Um, I think you need to look at the guys that were setting up the the roster for the game, so Someone clearly in the backroom, backroom staff doesn't seem to like you that much. Because, uh, as you say, you know, in your opinion, you're not getting good games. This could be good games for other people. I mean, a must-win game, as I mentioned earlier, Newcastle versus Burnley. Newcastle have to attack. They have to go and win this. Uh, they've got Eddie Howen now, so you're expecting to, them to play really exciting football. I, I don't think you've been that hard done by. But anyway, let, let's hear what you have to say uh, about this game.
1: Newcastle v Burnley is gonna be boring and very bad because I mean, well, Newcastle the other day, I uh, I watched that game and who they they are going down and Gary Clark getting sent off in the what was it like first ten fifteen minutes I can't remember it is that forgettable but yeah I got a point against Norwich in a game they really really needed to win and you could probably say the same for this one this is a game they need to win but Burnley in getting a draw against Wolves by the highlights of seeing it looked like Wolves were the very dominant team uh, and Dice himself said after the game they didn't play well but got a point and that's kind of what Burnley have been doing for years and years when they don't play well but they still grind out points um yeah uh I, I, can Burnley play that badly again two games in a row maybe them missing their Spurs game with either a nice break or just kind of got them out of their rhythm a bit but yeah I, honestly I think Burnley are the favourites because mm, just, just Newcastle I just, I defend they can't really defend the midfield's not very good and the attack's not very good whereas Burnley I think albeit they're only a couple places higher up. I think there is quality in defence. There's an all right, there's a decent midfield, or a, a midfield that works really well as a unit. And the attack has shown, in it. it well, especially when Corner and um, would have settled into a partnership, they've shown that there is goals in the team. So similar positions, but I think chalk and cheese in terms of state of the clubs, it's, it's a really weird one. I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-1 Burnley, and yeah, I just don't think they'll be able to deal with Wood and Cornier if both are playing. It's just, I just don't think that's what will happen, really. I think it doesn't really matter who's that centre-back for Newcastle. None of them are that good. Lascelles has regressed quite a lot from probably the Rafa days. Uh, Fernandez probably seems to be the best one, but the men, which is not a good situation, think Shah might be injured or missing. Um, he may be more of a Eddie Howe centre-back being able to play out from the back and stuff like that. Uh, Clark's obviously suspended, but he's not that good anyway. Um, yeah, it it, it it it's a really weird one. But I'm going to go 2-1 Burnley. I, I, I think as long as Corne and Wood are playing, but maybe, maybe he'll rotate. I think Corne does have injury problems, but even still... And, Wood against them. Them, lot I just mentioned, I think he'll have the upper hand. And if you're adding, I don't know, Jay Rodriguez, Ashley Barnes, um, whoever, it, it, I think they'll still have enough to cause that team bother. Obviously, Newcastle have some talent going forward, but Sam Axon seems to have dried up a bit. Um, Callum Wilson is Callum Wilson. He's he's a tad inconsistent, but he's a good player. Behind that, and seems to be improving on, under how, but he's still Jorlington. He doesn't have much end product, he works hard, he seems to be improving on the ball. Um, but yeah, 2, two 1 Burnley for me. All
3: right, thank you, Mr. Drinkle. 2 1 to Burnley in that one. As I said, I went uh 1 0 to Burnley in that one, so we both agree in terms of a Burnley win which is exactly what Newcastle don't need. As we, as I've mentioned, it's a must-win game from them. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes on. Um, and speaking of further must-win games, I don't think it's obviously as critical in terms of must-win. But obviously, Brighton haven't won a game in a good while now. They've got a couple of draws in there. They've got one loss squeezed in there, obviously. The loss to Aston Villa, uh, the 2-0 loss. But um, And I think that was Gerard's first game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they come up against Southampton at Southampton. So it will be interesting to see what Southampton comes into this game. Uh, a draw against South, um, Leicester last time around midweek in a game where I think um, Southampton led twice, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I definitely thought the game was more lively than would have been expected um but yeah let, let's let let me leave the southampton talk to someone that is in southampton let's hear what uh, alex has to say
0: hi it's alex latissier here's my southampton v brighton um brighton are playing so well at the moment they're doing really well southampton unfortunately not the same I am stuck between going with a draw, which is classic Saints behaviour. But I do think, unfortunately, Brighton are going to maybe just get one goal ahead of Southampton. So what I'm going to say is, sadly, it's going to be Brighton 2, Southampton 1.
3: Thanks for that, Alex. Um, And then in terms of... um the Southampton Brighton game. I've I've gone with a one-one draw. So Alex did mention that's typical Southampton to get a draw in this game. Uh that that was kind of my line of thinking as well. So I've I've got a one one draw in that one. Guys, we'll head back south to South Africa with Kalen. and uh, he's been covering or he will be covering the Wills versus Liverpool game for us. Uh, let's see what Kalen has to say about the Wolves versus Liverpool game. Obviously, a Liverpool fan, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if the scoreline is leaning towards Liverpool in this one. I think Wolves have looked good this season. Um, you know, quietly going along their business. Obviously, would have been disappointed with the the draw to Burnley uh, this past weekend. But enough about that from me. Let, let's hear what Kalen has to say about Wolves versus Burnley. I mean, Wolves versus Liverpool.
4: That's right. Wolves, Liverpool. Oof. Okay. So if you've been following Wolves in any, you know, in any way this season, you'll know that they've been one of the sleeper picks for the, for the season. They had a rough start, uh, which is to be expected. You know, you've got a new manager in and stuff. They lost four of the first five games. They've come good after that, winning five of the next seven. They have hit a snag recently. They lost to Palace and drew to Norwich, although they did beat West Ham in the middle of those two. But they've also just drawn with Burnley last night as well. So, mm, right. But, but, all that said, this is one of the easier bets to put down right now, I think. Wolves are a decent side, tabs. But, um, uh, and, you know, they've won a few neutrals over with the Raul his return from injury. That's been fantastic to watch, to be honest. But Liverpool are flying at the moment. They're scoring for fun. The midfielder of Thiago Fabinho is giving them it so much stability and spine. It's freeing up the third midfielder to do whatever they need to do. We saw Henderson have a terrific derby last night, for example. Defence is still a little bit shaky, in my opinion. And Liverpool, you know, they have been making one or two areas in their defensive play. But the history of this game has Liverpool as firm favourites. I think Liverpool have beaten Wolves every time they've played since Wolves were promoted except for the FA Cup so every time in the league but yeah it's it's difficult to see past Liverpool I reckon they take it they may also keep up their three goals a game so yeah I reckon 1-3 to Liverpool.
3: Thanks Kay and that's the exact same score that I've got uh you can see Kellen and I used to um podcast together um a couple of years back but yeah so I've, I've gone uh 3-1 Three one to Liverpool in this one, the away team. As KS said, they've they've been in good form. They're bouncing into this game after a Merseyside derby win against the lead side. I mean, a um, a Wolves side that have become unstuck. Um, you know, in two games, uh, looking at that Norwich game nil nil, and then the Burnley game midweek nil nil as well. So the goals seem to be to have dried out a little bit even the game before that West Ham they they managed to sneak that one one nil so if if they're coming to to into a game like they are against a Liverpool team that is scoring a lot of goals are creating a lot of chances at the moment and you aren't doing the same I, I think it was it's going to be a, a very very tough afternoon for them at Molyneux but yeah I've, I've gone. to the away team in this one um I've also got three goals on my score prediction for the next game it's Watford versus Man City and I've I've gone 3-0 Man City I think they're starting to really really kick into gear and and the scary thing is they're not even close to those famous um you know now famous Man City squads that have gone on to to take the league title I think they're still a shade off of that I know Pep has complained about injuries and that type of stuff maybe that's that's playing a factor in, in you know synergy and how the team is playing you know we know City can be really dominant but the important thing is they're not at their best and they're still winning games and I think they continue that form in this one I, I'm, I've gone 3-0 to Man City against the Watford side who obviously you know keeps being mentioned but they did get that that Massive win against Man United, uh, which is what effectively got Oli fired in the end. I, I think, you know, he was kind of a dead man walking. But um, after that, they've not been able to capitalize. A 4-2 loss to Leicester and then uh, a 2-1 loss to to Chelsea in midweek. I mean, tough fixtures, tough fixtures. Um, but yeah, it gets tougher because they have to then entertain Manchester City. Let's hear what... Alex Leticia has to say about this game because she's covering um, Watford versus Man City for us.
0: Okay, and my Watford v Man City. Man City have had a little bump in the road. Um, Not the Man City that we have recognized recently. But when they're up against Watford, I think the odds are in their favor. I'm going to go for a... One nil, Man City. Not an intense, interesting game, but yes, that's what my gut's going to go
4: with.
3: Wow, one nil scoreline there from Alex. Obviously, we have butted heads on when it comes to the scoreline here, because I, as I said, I've gone three 0 sort of an emphatic win. Alex has made it a lot closer. I mean, Watford, I'm sure, would be you know you're never thrilled with a loss but a a 1-0 loss i think you could take a lot of encouragement from so we'll we'll see we'll see how that game transpires we'll move on to our next game it's leeds united versus brentford um and (laughs) we know who's covering this game because they were complaining early on in the podcast uh executive producer guy drinkle what have you got to say about leeds versus brentford
1: Leeds v Brentford. Um, I'm recording this before Brentford play. I think it's Spurs tonight, so I can't really uh, use that as any reflection point or anything like that, but I think Brentford have been somewhat consistently inconsistent this season. I mean, when they're good, they're obviously really good. Sometimes I haven't got the results that the performances have deserved, but um, I <laughs> A few games ago, I mean, a few game weeks ago, I think I was on the pod with yourself today when we discussed Brentford. A couple of the losses kind of felt like a turning point where they, I mean, the Norwich one, and I can't remember the other one, but it felt like the performance were turning into bad performances rather than just performing well but then losing, i.e., the Chelsea game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do against the struggling Spurs side tonight. But, yeah, Leeds. They, I don't know. They just statement don't have the 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 end product at the. I mean, especially without Bamford. Um, ah, is just such a difference maker. So if Rafinha's there, it gives them such a different opportunity. But they do need to protect him, and he played all of the mins in the. Um, in the midweek game, so maybe they have to sort him off early. Maybe they have to bring him on if he doesn't start the game. Um, I suppose he was on. He, they played Tuesday, so he, he's had a decent break. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Mm. I kind of favour Brentford in this one because they do defend well. I'm not sure on the injury status of people, but Pinnock, Janssen, and it's been... That, is it Charlie Good, I think it is? He, he doesn't seem to be up there, but I, I think he is, like, the backup to the backup. Um, <clears throat> depending on injuries, and obviously this is before Brentford plays, so just anything can happen in that game, I would favour Brentford, because I think Tony and Boymore. Will give that lead the back line a lot of problems, especially Tony. I think he can he can dominate. Um Cooper. I do like Lorente, but again, similarly Rafinha, he does need protect and he seems to pick up a lot of injuries, so maybe the Well, I'm not, I'm not even sure how many available centre backs they've got. I know, Charlie Creswell, I think, is the young centre back came on the other day, but it's maybe not you don't want to throw him in against someone like Tony. Um, regardless if he's not scoring too many, still performing well. Um Score prediction. Mm. I'll 3-1 Brentford. Why not? I I can see the the front two of Brentford causing Leeds a lot of problems. Leeds do have the odd goal in them, but without Brentford in there, it does seem to be a lot dependent on Rafinha. And albeit they looked a bit better against Palace. They still needed a penalty um, to to score in the end. And, yeah, it, it, it's a strange one. Rodrigo up front does nothing for me. and I he kind of played more as a number 10 and people said he was getting a bit better, but I, I still think they have better options in that position as, as well. Um, and then behind that, Dan James, Jack Harrison. Harrison not really kept his form from last season. Seemingly, Dan James is what Dan James is. Just pace, not much else. Um, Rafinha's excellent. Please come to Liverpool. <laughs> uh, sorry, Leeds fans. But... Uh, yeah. free one Brentford. I, I, I just think... I, I just think positive result for Leeds in, in, in the midweek maybe takes the pressure off a bit, but... Brentford do need to start picking up points up, and maybe they will beat Spurs tonight, maybe they don't. But I think Brentford want to get back to winning ways, and maybe their C leagues is a is a game they can win, especially with with all the injuries they have and and, and lack of threat up top. I'm, I, I presume Bamford's still out, but yeah, um, I'll go three one Brentford.
3: Thank you, Mister Guy Drinkle. Three one Brentford scoreline there from Guy. Uh, I've also gotten with the Brentford win in this one. I've gone one nil Brentford. I think, you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of getting sick of saying this, but it, it's so true. Um, Leeds, unfortunately, it's kind of Rafinha or bust at the moment. If he doesn't score in the game, it doesn't seem like anyone else is going to. A, a lot of great build-up play, a lot of great football being played between the boxes, uh, but then they're just not able to finish things off. They don't have the striker that they need to finish a lot of these moves off so yeah it's kind of unless uh, rafinha pulls something off here they're not scoring in this game i don't think uh, brentford will be um disciplined enough to to stop them scoring i think and as guy mentioned rafinha's played quite a bit of football considering he, he has been playing injured for majority of the season so I, I wonder if you know how much of an impact he has in the third game of the week um, maybe you know the the minutes do start to toll there yeah so I've gone a 1-0 Brentford win I think it's just purely going to be because Leeds are not going to be able to finish their chances and I back Brentford to at least finish one of their chances hence the 1-0 scoreline but finishing chances is certainly not a problem for the person up front for Manchester United Cristiano Ronaldo back in the starting lineup back amongst the goals huge congratulations to him that's 801 career goals, um, which is just absolutely insane. He's going to be looking to improve that goal tally um, against Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace, who haven't had the best run of form of late. Uh, They're one of those teams that, as the bottom teams start to pick up points, you have to then start looking over your shoulder, opposed to looking further up 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 the table and and it doesn't help that they haven't won a game in, in their last three games they had that 3-3 draw against Burnley and then the 2-1 loss to Aston Villa and then obviously this past week the 1-0 loss to Leeds United so they they need to get something right soon but let's hear what our Bank or Burnett champion Jody McInnes has to say with regards to this game V
2: Palace so Manu are currently playing Arsenal and at time of recording the score is three two to Manu. Um, I think we all know Manu have been struggling this season and we'll have to see what the outcome is in this match. But Ronaldo's firing again tonight and I would hope with the stack squad that they have, Palace at home is a match they really should be winning. Palace were unlucky against Villa and Leeds this week, but were are lucky to take the win against City and Wolves. United don't have the best record against Palace at Old Trafford, so it'll be interesting to see if Palace can put up a fight against them on Sunday. Um, I think Manuel will probably most likely want to have more of the ball in that game. I think they'll want to start reclaiming points after all the embarrassing losses they've had recently, and I really think that Palace will be an easy task for them. Based on that and the current score against Arsenal tonight, I'm going to say 2-0 to Manu.
3: 2-0 to man united in that game thank you jody um i've gone 2-1 to crystal palace so mm. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see we logging heads in on that one um from my perspective i think that this game is going to suit crystal palace because man united at home just coming off the back of beating um arsenal 3-2 I think, you know, obviously the huge news that Carrick is not only just leaving his role as interim manager, but just leaving the club. Um, maybe people would have thought he would have been in and around the staff, um, you know, at least during this interim period while Ruff is, is bedding in. But yeah, Carrick is out. Um, he, he, you know, well-deserved rest for him and and spending time with his family, as he said, was, was paramount to his decision. So good luck to him. But yeah, I I just think there's going to be such a good mood, a good vibe at Old Trafford, such a good mood, a good vibe from the team, you know, coming off of that win in, in a big game. Um, obviously not a game that has as much impact as it used to have, you know, back in the day, but still a big game nonetheless. And and I think that usually spells trouble for United because they're going to be too confident. They're going to be very much the team that's dominating possession and Palace can just allow them the possession and just try and pick them off in the counter-attack I think it will be interesting to see who um, Patrick Vieira goes up with up front because we saw you know midweek in that Leeds game They were struggling to hold the ball um, up top, get players, you know, brought in, you know, have that striker hold the ball up, bring players up the pitch, you know, get that defensive line a bit further up and and then look to play from there. Everything just kept bouncing off of um, whoever was taking that role up top. I thought Ayu looked decent on the right-hand side. I thought he kept the ball a lot better than, than some of the others. But as soon as Benteke came into the game, crystal palace looked a more solid side he was able to hold the ball up bring the likes of zaha into the game bring the likes of ayu into the game which i think would be really really key for for crystal palace in this game they've got to have someone that can hold off those united defenders and just give the defense a bit of breathing room and, and and allow then the likes of zaha to pick up either you know the second balls or just controlling the ball playing it into the likes of Zaha, who will be running into space considering United will have so much possession, probably have bodies going forward. So I think it favors Palace a bit in this one if they can hold the ball up, up top, as I've mentioned. That's why I've gone with a two-one to Crystal Palace in a way upset there at Old Trafford. Not a great start, it would be for um for Ralph coming in in you know, coming in, in his first game. But uh we'll we'll see we'll see how that game goes uh the next game is Tottenham versus Norwich Tottenham obviously played you know the last game of this previous game week. They get the two you know, win against uh, Brentford they looked they looked better you know in terms of getting bodies going forward. Regulon looks like an outlet every single time that they're on the counter attack He seems to be the one that's charged with breaking forward and and trying to get that ball out wide to him as quickly as possible. If he can work on his delivery a bit more, I think I think he could get a lot of assists. And he certainly helped me in fantasy. I've had him for a couple of weeks now. So um, I, I kind of saw that coming when, when Conte came in. One of the fullbacks was going to become really important. And it looks like uh, Regulon is the one that's taken that mantle. I've gone with a 2-0 uh, Tottenham win. So back-to-back 2-0 wins for them against uh, a Norwich side who... I think they're just unfortunate to come up against um, Tottenham at the end of this three-game run. But, you know, Norwich are unbeaten in their last four games. So they could pull off a surprise in, the, you know, in this one, but we never know. But yeah, from my perspective, I think a, a solid 2-0 win for Tottenham. Norwich, I think from their perspective, they will look, look to pick up points uh, somewhere else. But uh, let's hear what Jody McInnes, our Spurs fan, our resident Spurs fan, has to say.
2: Spurs be Norwich. Um, I'm not entirely sure how these guys are going to fare up against Norwich. At time of recording, we've just beaten Brentford 2-0. And to be fair, we didn't look too terrible tonight. Come on, you Spurs. I think this one will really depend on what Spurs' side are going to show up. Um, Davies looked really good tonight, and Sonny finally got his long-awaited goal. Kane still looked like he didn't want to be there. Um, I think the Moura game really made it clear to Conte what a mammoth task he has ahead of him, and I'm just really worried that he's not going to have enough time to train with them with all the matches that we have coming up in December. I think most of us Spurs fans are just praying for a miracle for the January transfer window, but it's going to take so much more than that to improve this team. In terms of Norwich, they're sitting in second last place, but they've actually improved in form over the last few weeks with wins against Brentford and Southampton and drawing against Wolves and Newcastle. Um, Other than them knocking us out of the FA Cup last year, we have a pretty solid record against them. I know Norwich are the new darlings of this podcast, Um, and I don't have much faith in this Tottenham squad at the moment, but after tonight's win against Brentford, I'm going to go with my heart in this
3: one, and I'm going to call a 1-0 win to us. 1-0 win there for Tottenham from Jodie. So yeah, both of us have gone with the win for Tottenham in this one. Uh, As I said, I think Norwich, they are the darlings of this podcast, the unofficial, official, unofficial club for this season in terms of who we're rooting for, but yeah, I, I think There there are points to be picked up in other games, not in this one. Um, We'll head back to South Africa, but we're not going to Kalen this time. He's had his two games. Um, We'll go, you know, to end the podcast with back-to-back score predictions from Obi Semenya. So he's going to be dealing with... Aston Villa versus Leicester City and then he will break down Everton versus Arsenal as well but let's hear what he has to say about the first game and that game is uh, Aston Villa versus Leicester City
5: hello to all of the listeners Um, it's that time of the year again December where the fixtures come in fast and furious so let's get straight to it with the first game being Aston Villa versus Leicester I think first and foremost, we make an acknowledgement that this isn't the same Leicester. It's not an incident, it's not a bad patch, it's not a couple of games. There seems to be something fundamentally different about what's happening with Leicester as a squad. Um, We ordinarily should not have a lot of trouble with an Aston Villa squad. Aston Villa themselves seem to come under some sort of resurgence under Gerrard, but my gut wants to chalk that up to new manager, Zeal. There's only been three games, and I haven't seen enough that's made me feel that Aston Villa themselves are fundamentally a different squad, unlike Leicester. But with the home advantage and the way that Leicester are playing, that kind of changes the prospectus for the game. Aston Villa just coming off this loss, my prediction for this particular game is going to actually be a draw. I'm going to have this at 1-1. Um, purely because I don't think that Leicester are lethal in front of goal. No, we're near as lethal as they used to be. I feel that Aston Villa are a little bit more defensively coordinated, but I just don't see them having the power to overcome a Leicester squad and an admittedly weakened Leicester squad, but still a Leicester squad nonetheless.
3: Awesome stuff there from Obi. Um, Yeah, I've gone with a draw as well, which is interesting, but I've gone 2-2 for this one. Um, Look, on the back of that Leicester game in midweek against Southampton, where they they did get a couple of goals in that one, but um, yeah, Southampton were able to pull Leicester out of position quite a few times, and I was very disappointed with the defensive shape of Leicester in that one. And I think... Uh I think it's it's fair to say Aston Villa have more firepower than Southampton. So I, I I can see similar things happening. I can see a lot more organized Aston Villa coming up against this Leicester side who oh, we we just don't know which which kind of team that is gonna turn up. But yeah, I've I've gone to two as kind of as my outlier fun game of the week where uh, I found it hard to predict how it's gonna go and and um So I'm, I'm just going to go with the what, the wacky, the wacky 2-2 scoreline on that one. Um, and then as we mentioned, uh, Obi ends the, the podcast off for us in this one, in our predictions, um, Everton versus Arsenal. I've gone 2-0 to Arsenal on this one. Obviously they will be reeling from that disappointment of losing to Man United, but, um, they're coming up against an Everton side who, you know, they had a bit of surgeons when it was two-one against Liverpool in the Merseyside derby, but aside from about twenty twenty-five minutes um, where where they kind of looked like maybe they could get something from the game, they just looked worlds apart. They looked, you know, like a team that needs to get the likes of Calvert Lewin back into the squad if, if they've got a hope of scoring goals in in this game. And and I just think that it's going to be um, an Arsenal side looking to you know, get a vital win after that Man United loss. So unfortunate timing for Everton. 2-0 to Arsenal is my prediction. Let's hear what Obi has to say.
5: To our second game, Everton versus Arsenal. This game, I think, will be exciting. Um, You have an Arsenal squad that seems a lot more defensively organized than, sure, any I can imagine in recent history, but fairly impotent in front of goal especially according to Arsenal standards. Coming against an Everton team at home who we just saw demolished by Liverpool Um, in what, for technical purposes, we must still call a derby, but in name only, makes this a tricky fixture. And it's, it's historically been a tricky fixture for Arsenal, but the way that Everton are playing now, having almost conceded that something is fundamentally wrong at the club, having been booed for their recent performance and in a position where Rafael Benitez isn't well-equipped to do much. He seems like he's inherited a problem with financial constraints that do very little for him to solve it. With this game, I'm going to go Arsenal. Um, I'm going to say that it's going to be 2-0 Arsenal. Um, The reason I don't think Everton has scored is I do feel specifically away from home that Arsenal have a defensive metal about them. They have a centre-half pairing that is among the best in the league right now. And they certainly have a goalkeeper who's making an argument for being that on form right now. Um, I just feel that Everton are just too leaky at the back, even though I have questions about the Arsenal attack. But yes, 2-0 to Arsenal
3: guys we end the podcast in harmony here um i also predicted a 2-0 arsenal win so that's a great way to end the podcast in harmony um both agreeing on a score line but guys i I did mention earlier on um in terms of how you guys can get involved with your score predictions and you know win a prize as well which which isn't too bad so if you guys do go on to eplindex.com com stroke predictions um all you have to do is you go onto that website you register for free you know sign up and then each game week you just note down your score predictions for the game week um and then make sure you you save them before you move on to the next sheet um, so yeah, so save after each, uh, you know, after each page, uh, and then move on to the next sheet, so that they do register that score that you've you've put down for 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 the games. And if you top the leaderboard come the end of the twenty one twenty twenty two EPL season, you stand a chance to win a hundred pound voucher for EPL Index Shop uh that's found at eplindex.shop. Uh there's there's constantly adding lots of products um onto that website. So yeah, a nice hundred pound voucher there. And then you also get to win three hundred pound cash prize uh from our awesome sponsors, Liberty Shield. I I think that's fantastic. Um I mean we we all you know give our score predictions to either to our mates to our friends um to colleagues at work etc why not you know note them down and, and and get some cash and and some gift voucher out of it uh, i think that's pretty awesome and and speaking of our awesome sponsors liberty shield they are a vpn provider and you can check out their services at libertyshield.com and i've got a new coupon code for you guys if you type epl 599 that's epl 599 uh this one is valid until uh end of january so kind of an extended festive period discount basically you get a discount of a monthly software subscription brought to you um you know if if you get it on that liberty shield website you you know you get a discount of 5 pounds 99 which means you will get your standard 48 hour free trial and then your first month of VPN for only one pound a month um, which I think is absolutely awesome what a bargain um it will obviously revert back to the full price of 6.99 per month after that first month but you can log in and cancel at any time before the full sub kicks in um, Liberty Shield is a VPN provider as mentioned they've got awesome features including Including privacy and security you can hide your ip address from anyone for example hackers uh, and this is done by encrypting your internet traffic you can also avoid geo blocks and government imposed restrictions to access any website i know a lot of people were really thankful to have um, a vpn provider like liberty shield this past game week when all the games were on amazon prime and they didn't have an amazon prime subscription but you know what you just log on with your um, liberty shield vpn you can you know, you you know, just search for the game, get to watch the game. I, you know, I I used it all, all all game week to watch all the games that I did watch because, um, it's just so easy. Uh, you you know, it's not only just for English Premier League; you can watch any live sport. Um, on on Liberty Shield, you can also watch other TV. You know networks um you can watch d s t v if you 're in South Africa, you know if, if you 're not in South Africa and you 're missing South Africa like I do sometimes. just put on d s t v get to watch some of my South African programs that I do enjoy i 'm um, a huge n f l fan. And that's helpful having Liberty Shield to watch any, you know, all the NFL games as they are played. Uh You've got TV series, you've got movies, you've got box sets as well for TV series. So there's so, so, so much that you can use it for. And for one pound a month, effectively, if you use that coupon code EPL599, I mean, that is absolutely insane what a steal um awesome stuff there from them guys this podcast is also sponsored by eplindex.com do go there and check out eplindex.com for all of your english premier league football news um go check out the daily two for the podcast show it's uh the for the podcast with dave hendrick uh also check out the flagship show the epl Roundtable, where kev devries sits down with panelists from respective epl teams they do reviewings and previewings of the happenings around the league uh guys and then follow this Shows Twitter page on at a tad predictable. Uh, follow at EPL on Twitter as well. Subscribe to EPL podcast channel on your podcast providers. Give it five stars. Write some positive comments if you are so inclined. That stuff really, really goes a long way and, you know, and and helps us out. So I would really appreciate that. And then also, guys, um, just a huge shout out to all the guests that came on this week. Uh, we had Kalen he will you can find him on twitter at the underscore kaylin that's at the underscore k y l n uh jody mckenna she's at spursy one four one. guy drinkle at guy drinkle on twitter definitely go and 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 send him tweets about his complaining i I think you know he's gone too far with the complaining really um he should just be so lucky to to have a voice on this podcast um Alex Letitia, she's at Alex Letizia. Obi Semenya, he's at John, Pyre, John Empire SA. I'll do that one again. Obi Semenya is at John Empire SA. Um, huge thank you to him as well for sorting out um, the music for us, for the intros, for this podcast. Um, I've been ocean Chenakure. You can find me at Twitter, um, at Tad Predicts on the Twitters. And remember, Chisinga Perry. Oh, Chinoshira.
1: Ward strikes yeah. it! Stamford shot. Oh, brilliant! A pogba! Oh, what a finish! Came out to him! Pick that one out! What a goal by Harry Kane Saka 2-0. Jesse Lingard! Oh! Something finished! The champions of
0: 2021 are Manchester City. Sports Social Podcast Network.